Pulse95 Live with Abdul Karim and Aisha. Live from the Sharjah International Book Fair at the Expo Center Sharjah. Yes. Hello, welcome back mm-hmm. at the Sharjah <laughs> Book Fair. Yes, we're excited. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Aisha, we've got a, a wonderful guest now. I know we, we did a bit of a preview earlier with EPA about mm-hmm. uh, their partnership with, with Finland and promoting Finnish authors. Uh, now we've got uh, a very special guest in our studios. Yes, we do have an author all the way from Finland here at the Emirate in the city of Sharjah, Max how are you doing, Max? Um, I'm great. Thanks for having me on board. It's great having you as well. You are a well-known author who loves writing about mystery and thrillers, especially with Thrill Fest very close here at the Sharjah International Book Fair. It's kicking off tomorrow, actually. So that's going to be very exciting to be part of. But you were a sales and marketing expert. How did that shift happen? Well, that's a really, really good question. Um, it just happened. I, I, ten years ago, maybe 2013, I was kind of struggling with the uh, with the urge to to do something creative. I um, maybe the whole story begins when I was much younger. I, when I was a kid, I used to write stories and come up with uh, different. Uh, well, I, I used to have this notebook mm-hmm. in the school as well. Well, I didn't pay too much attention to what was going on and. Uh, the front of the class and I, I did some stories and it, it, it took many years before I actually had the courage to pursue this dream of, of being a writer and I was uh, 2013 I was 28 years old and I felt like I'm you know uh, my my career felt like a dead end mm-hmm. I was working within marketing and financing and communications and I felt like I just have to do something more creative yeah and start writing, and I did. And are you happy with it? Uh, you know, a lot of people tend to reevaluate the decisions that they've, they've made. Well, and in this case, <laughs> I, I could say it just it went perfectly well. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it did for me. Um, it, it, so many things happened in the right way. So many good people around me. I, I met the right people. Uh, my, my Finnish publisher did an amazing job with marketing the first book. I um, got this wonderful agent, Elena Albeck, who sold my books abroad. And the rest is history. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad I, I did start the writing. Likewise, we are glad that you also had a very lovely journey towards the, wor- the world of lit- literature and writing. And speaking about writing, when we talk about the genre that is mystery or thriller, to me, when I ask somebody who also wants to write a book one day, I, this is on the top of the genres that I want to consider. And to me, when I even when I watch something that is thriller or horror, it's all about maintaining that suspense and keeping that alive. And I believe when you are writing something that has a mystery or thriller or something to keep people's heart pumping, you will probably, as a writer, need to think backwards, don't you? In terms of, okay, so I want this to happen, but now I need to unravel it all the way backwards so that it can be a mystery and exciting thing for the reader all the way till they figure out what happens in the end. So how do you write a thriller book and what is the process of it? Well, that's a really interesting question. I think uh, if you go back in time to see masters like Agatha Christie or, or uh, these, you know, masters of, of the genre, I mm-hmm. think it has been much more difficult uh, those days, because, you know, with the typewriter or handwriting or whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm referring to the fact that nowadays I'm writing with the laptop, I'm writing with Word or pages where you can just go chrono- chronologically write and then figure out the ending and then mm-hmm. see if it actually fits to anything that you have written before. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, you can go back and edit quite easily. So what I actually do is that I'm trying to write the whole story, uh, you know, like once, like it takes maybe six to nine months, just mm-hmm. chronologically, and then 
I see if it makes sense. And then I start writing it again from the very beginning. And it's exactly what you were saying about the keeping up the suspense, mm -hmm. because it's one of the most important things in this genre. So uh, then I just make sure that everything makes sense and uh, the, the suspense is actually there the whole time. Brilliant. You've also co-directed uh, for, for TV series. Can you talk to us a little bit about um, the difference that you see? Because, you know, when you're writing, yeah. you've got your storyline. When you're directing or producing, you've got the shot list, you've got the storyboarding. There's a big difference there. Yeah. Uh, how do you sort of see the interconnectedness when it comes to that? Yeah, it's very different. I mean, if you start from the screenplay, I mean, whereas the... Um, the, the novel is a piece of art itself, it's, it's like end product. The screenplay is just a blueprint for yeah. that, that is about to become the, um, the actual piece of art. Mm -hmm. So in that sense it's very different. Also the writing is very different. It's just, you basically just plan that that will be shot into a movie. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, it's somehow comparable to, to actors and actresses saying that, that um, stage acting is much more creative and fun because you get to be there on stage and do the 90 minutes or, or two hours without any breaks. Mm -hmm. Whereas shooting movies, like we, we three sit here, we have two cameras there, yeah. two here, and then we do the scene three times, move the cameras, we do again three times, then we move the cameras again. So we end up doing four hours, two minutes. Yeah. Mm. So it's very different, I think. And, and it's hard while doing a movie, it's, it's really hard to maintain the sense of the story the whole time if you know what i mean it's, yeah it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's really hard and how did how did it feel getting approached and told that we're gonna turn your book into a tv show well it, it's it's been amazing um i think um you know the, the thing that i was co-directing and co-writing is a feature a film uh, mm -hmm. a horror movie mm -hmm. and then there's the separate project of my my jessica Nyami books becoming a, a hollywood tv series yeah. and it's a long project uh it requires a lot of funding and uh, a lot of people, and it's it, it's really slow. Uh, I would love to see it happen sooner. So, but I think as a concept, having my own books turned into a um, American TV series, it's it's just fantastic. I bet it is, and we have heard, or at least we've seen, so many things in terms of things, books and whatnot being turned into TV shows and movies. It just has been happening within the world for a very, very long time. It's not anything new, but there's been a bigger surge in it lately. In fact, a lot of uh, companies such as Netflix, for example, are going towards Reddit and subreddits and trying to use them as a way to create a story, which is interesting. So not only are they using books and stories that have already been there to, as a way to create a new story or have a TV show, but also subreddits and that. So from your perspective, as an author, now as an author, not as somebody who has worked on a movie. Now, when you, when they approached you and they said, "We're going to do this one day. We're going to, we're going to take this and turn it into a TV show." How, what, what things did you want to keep and felt that it was integral to the story and things that got removed away? And for example, then something that remind that I can remember is Shadow and Bone. It is on Netflix uh, for the past two seasons, and I, for me as a reader, I thought I don't like this. They removed, they changed so many things. But the fact was, the author was fully on board with oh, these yeah. changes. So that felt was, that's interesting. So there's the audience, the readers, and the author, and the producer, and so many things. So you as an author, what do you feel that are things that are part of your book that you don't want anybody to change if they had to become on the silver screen? Well, I, I think, I mean, it's a really 
big topic uh, among the uh, writers who, whose work has been or will be turned into uh, on screen. And my opinion is that I, I don't want to be too involved in this adaptation because, mm. you know, the, like I said, the book is, is, is a piece of art in a way and that's something I've been doing a long time and, 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 and it's, it's, it's a concept that I've been thinking about so long and it's the way it is. And once it will be turned in on, on screen, it, it will, I mean, it's kind of obvious that it will have many differences to, mm -hmm. to the novel. And w one reason is that you know, a novel is 500 pages and mm -hmm. then a TV show is maybe eight episodes. So you just, there's no room for everything. You have to, you have to be able to cut things out like mm -hmm. completely. And, and maybe it's a character, maybe it's a storyline. And that's just the way it is. And I've never seen a movie that would be 100% uh, true to the to the novel, so mm -hmm. I think the, the biggest reason is that just it, it's a whole different ball game. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Stephen King is, for instance, I mean he's uh, I've read both I've both read and seen the movie like the, the uh, <laughs> blackout the, the the guy where Jack Nicholson goes on the uh, um, well anyway I mm -hmm. will say in the minute but he has said that he hates the movie. The Shining, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So he has said he hates the movie, and I've seen the uh, movie and read the book, and they are two completely different works. Yeah. Completely different works, mm -hmm. and I see why he don't like it. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Um, now, let's talk about your work as well, uh, the Archipelago, where you see the translated version. Um, it's, it's received a bit of a success. How satisfied are you with it? And uh, if you could talk to us a little bit about how, you know, how do you draw inspiration when it comes to uh, getting your, your you know, award-winning books out there as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, Archipelago is, uh, I think it's one of my favorites so far because it's uh, it's a really, it's a kind of personal story, even though there's, if you read it, you, you maybe may not find anything that is directly related to myself, mm -hmm. but there are themes like bullying and uh, the father-child uh, relationship and, and stuff like this. That, that feels very personal, and I, I, I'm a father of two kids, so uh, for two and four-year-old. So while I was writing, it, it was very new to me and, and, and very very important as well. So it's a it's a very personal book for me, and I, I'm really glad it's been perceived so well by by people. Uh, what comes to inspiration is that it, it takes place on a on a just like it's called the archipelago of Finland on a really isolated island where this orphanage and, and just after the war that took place in the 40s in Finland. Um, it, it's a sad story and I've, I've been to the archipelago, it's a really beautiful scenery. Uh, in, the, in the autumn time it gets cold and dark and uh, mm -hmm. even before the snow it's like this really cold place, like this, not ugly but uh, somehow cold-hearted place. Mm -hmm. Right, okay. So that, that was very inspirational for me. I can see that. I mean, Finland has always been on my list of places that I want to go. And I feel that you've, you've drawn a very interesting picture of some parts of it that you just described. Thank and you. now that you have your books translated into several languages, including with the Emirates Publishers Association into Arabic, we don't know much about the relationship between the author. And I know the publisher is usually the medium, but then there's a translator as well. Do you have a connection or is it all up to the publisher to do that? Well, I mean, obviously the, the publisher chooses the translator to begin with. Mm -hmm. uh, but then again, I mean, I've been translated to 35 languages, I think. Yeah. And almost with every language I have, or, or, or almost with every translator, I have this, this correspondence, like emails, that they approach me and, and they send me a list of questions. Mm -hmm. And it's always very, very interesting. And there are only so many languages I can read myself, like Finnish, German, Swedish and English. Mm -hmm. 
and the rest of the world is just, you know, I can't read the translations anyway. <laughs> the Arabic looks beautiful, but I have no idea what's going on there. So I, <laughs> I trust and I've heard it's a beautiful translation. And, and what's what's certain is, is the thing that, that since I've had these translations, mm -hmm. I've uh, learned to appreciate so much the, the work of translators because, you know, I don't think people really know how much work they do and it's not like Google translating, it's actually like going through every phrase and rephrasing it, mm -hmm. finding the words and actually rewriting the whole story. Mm -hmm. So they make a, they do an um, amazing job. Brilliant. Uh, now I'd like to touch upon your participation in Sharjah. Uh, what do you think, what do you make of the book fair? It's been a very busy day today as well. Yeah. And um, uh, what are your plans over here? Well, I mean, it's, uh, I, I actually flew in yesterday evening, so, uh, and I'm going to fly back tomorrow evening. So okay. it's a really, so unfortunately, a really short trip for me, 48 hours. Uh, but I mean, it's amazing. I've been here for, uh, from the morning already and uh, so, so many people, uh, it's like, Visually, it's, it's one of the most beautiful um, fairs I've ever seen. It's, it's very beautiful, so many people, people are friendly. Um, I'm definitely coming again, and it's a shame that I can only be here for two days. Oh, that, I didn't know you'd be here for two days. I was hoping yeah. that you'd be here longer. Charge no. has a lot for you to explore. I know, I know, and you should see the weather back in Finland. It's not very inspiring right <laughs> now. So I would love to spend here like at least a week. Maybe um, you should be talking to your agent and uh, asking them. I will. It's yeah. a couple of days, at least into the weekend, until I the will. short international book fair ends. Exactly. Because um, I feel like just talking to you for the past couple of minutes hasn't been enough, and we'd love to pick your brain a lot longer. But unfortunately, our time is running out as well here on Pulse 95. And honestly, I now that I know that your book has been translated into both well, English already, and Arabic too, and as somebody who's trying to read Arabic a lot more, I think I'm going to be heading down to EPA, which is right next to us, which is very convenient for me. They are our neighbors here at the Charger Broadcasting Authority, so we're going to be definitely heading down to check out your book, and maybe, maybe, if you want, I can read the English one as well and come back to you and tell you if it's uh, true <laughs> to the English one as well. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Max, for joining us. Thanks right for having me. At Pulse95. And this conversation is going to continue, but not with us, with Alia Al-Nuaimi and with Anna Schofield. A little bit later at 5 p.m. all the way till 7 p.m. They're going to be talking all about the Sharjah International Book Fair when they take over. But for now, we're going to be sending our signal back to the Pulse95 studios for Umnia Saleh and Hani Balqis for Future Talk. As for us, we're going to be back tomorrow, same time, same vibes, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m., right here at the Sharjah International Book Fair. Pulse 95 Live with Abdul Karim and Aisha, live from the Sharjah International Book Fair at the Expo Center Sharjah.